the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. Hey, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there... Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. Live show. Call into the beautiful studio here, AM560, The Answer. You call in at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And we are streaming this show live as well on Facebook. Check me out on Facebook Live. Uh, the page is Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein. And we are very appreciative of our sponsors at Tandem HR. Um, They are the experts on all things um, HR, uh, and they will gladly give you a free consultation if you give them a call at 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Check out their website. Lots of great content, information, very informative blog, all on their website, tandemhr.com. So I'm thrilled uh, speaking of valuable information, to be joined by my first guest on the program, Sonny Nielsen, who is the owner of Sonny Nielsen Consulting. Uh, Sonny, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I've been uh, seeing pictures of you with our mutual friend, Justin Breen, who I'm very appreciative uh, that introduced us. And I've been blown away with the content that you have. But uh, I hope you're able to, to dedicate some attention to us, you know, you, even while you're having such a great time with Justin out in uh, Las Vegas, I believe. Yes, yes. We ended up meeting up in person, him flying in from Chicago, me coming down from Utah, and we met up in person in Las Vegas, because in real life, connections, conversations just produce so much better results, right? Absolutely. So wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's uh, great to have you, and I've been uh, soaking up all of the knowledge and valuable information uh, that, uh, that you have, and it's such a pleasure to have you on the program. So, Sunny, let's start, as I do with all of our guests, would love to get to know the person behind the microphone, um, and uh, before we talk some hopefully informative information for, for business owners, Sunny, who are you? Well, my name is Sunny Nielsen, and if anybody tries to Google my name, you probably will have problems, because (laughs) as you've seen, Shalom, my first name is a little bit different. It is spelled S-A-N-I, but it is pronounced sunny like a sunny day, and most people go, wait, that doesn't spell sunny, and I say it's a Polynesian spelling, because I do have a Polynesian background. I'm half Samoan, and that just gives people, you know, that feeling of, okay, hey, She's different. She's unique. I own that, you know, unique spelling. And that really 
bleeds into and really is a foundation piece of everything that I do for my clients, as well as just all my friends and family, because I believe that everyone has a unique perspective, a unique, uh, you know, way of seeing things. And I want to showcase that everywhere. That's fantastic, Sunny. And how did you get into your line of work and in, 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 showcasing, as you just said, um, everybody's differences, you must, there must be a story behind this. Oh, well, I am a theater geek, you know, that, that upbringing really allowed me, uh, I totally shout out to every theater person out there. I love them to death. I was a theater and music person. And that just really showed me because in theater, you have to become another person. You have to learn and really ingrain yourself into another person's experience that I realized between that and the fact that I love to talk to people in general, like I will sit, stand up in front of people. I'll talk to someone just sitting while we're waiting for a table at dinner, that people skills that I have there combined with this deep knowledge of looking and empathizing with people through theater. That is where this beautiful marriage came into play. And I realized this is something that we all need. And so I just, I ran with it and I went to school for communication and I just continued to drive forward in any way that I could find, you know, avenues and directions in impacting people and really helping anyone connect. Because for me, I don't see business as like a B2B or a B2C. I view any business, any interaction as an H to H. It's actually a human to human interaction. So that means I get to just connect with anybody. Anywhere. I love that approach and, and your energy is contagious. So uh, we're chatting with Sonny Nielsen. You can find Sonny as, as mentioned, Sonny spelled S A N I, but Sonny Nielsen.com. Uh, and we'll uh, talk of course, more about ways that people can get in touch with you and why they should get in touch with you in just a couple of minutes. But because we only have a couple of minutes, I want to try to get the, uh, the most important bits of information. Sonny, you talked a little bit about your background and sort of how you tell your story, which I think is fantastic and how you, sort of uh, pulled out uh, what makes you unique and why you have that energy. So, Sonny, I know you you were telling me before we came on the air about sort of a three-step approach, and I'd love to uh, share some of that with our listeners, and of course, they could get in touch with you if they want to learn more, but what are the, sort of those three steps that you, that you emphasize uh, to help people, I guess, stand out? Yes, absolutely. When, you know, anyone is trying to sell something, right? If you're in a business, you're trying to make money, trying to sell a product or service, anything like that. And so often as business owners, you know, intrinsically, all of the features, the way, you know, the schematics, every piece about your product or service. However, when you're trying to then sell it to your prospect, to your ideal client, you have to be able to translate that into a language that is very easy and simple for them to understand. So it's all about trying to position your product in a way that they go, that solves the exact pain that I am feeling right now. Please take my money. That's what we want as a business owner, right? Every, every business owner wants that. So that three-step process that I take every client through, this is the very first thing that I do is I really help them take that intrinsic knowledge, that super deep knowledge that they have of their product or service. And I help them list out, okay, what are all those features that you're doing? And then I go through this process and I have them 
take a perspective of both sides of the equation saying, now that you have those features, pick one and say, what does this feature address? Like, what is that problem? Like if you have, oh, my computer only weighs two pounds, that's a feature, but what does the problem solve? Laptops have been bulky. They've been 10 pounds before now. It solves that feature of heavy, clunky, awkward. That's one perspective. Then you say, how can I frame that in the perspective of the client? Like if they're saying it in their head, what are they frustrated with? What is the problem that they're like, man, I just wish that I had something to solve X. And in the way example of the computer, it might be, oh, I travel every single week for work and it always hurts my back that I have to schlep this heavy, clunky computer around with me in every airport. I wish there was something that could be better. That is how you reposition that feature that is very generic. Oh, we have X product. And then translate that to go, this is the exact pain that my ideal client is feeling right now, that emotional connection to whatever is frustrating them, annoying them, just their desire. That's what you want to connect to. And that's this simple three-step process, because from there, you can start to progress a little bit more and go deeper into the message. It is indeed simple, Sonny, and it, it makes perfect sense. And I love that approach that you go through, as you said, with each client. Uh, it sounds like this is an approach that really is industry agnostic, that you that it could be any type of product or service for the most part. Do you work with many different kinds of businesses? Yes, I work in many different verticals, many different industries. I've done and worked with clients in you know HVAC and electricians, things like that, where you're providing a service in that area. I've also worked with e-commerce companies that are, you know, selling products via a landing page and Facebook ads, really, you know, as well, I mean, one of my favorite clients is a lawyer. And you wouldn't think, oh, mm-hmm. a lawyer, they don't have to worry about this. I'm like, no, you do. Every business, if you're trying to sell a product or service, no matter if it's a $5 product or a $50,000 product, it really comes back to that human to human and making sure that you can find the human connection. It's all, it's all I'd like that H to H human to human. Um, and Sonny, we are just about out of time, believe it or not, but I'm curious, do you have a, a favorite industry that you like working with? Do you oh, play any favorites? I love, I, I do play favorites. I love the entrepreneurs, especially in the digital realm. And then I really like my HVAC guys. I don't know what <laughs> it is about the HVAC. It's like those blue collar guys. They just get down to work and, and they're, they're hard workers and they get it done. I love them. Producer George is nodding his head. He tends to agree with you. He thinks that uh, the HVAC uh, world is, is a lot of fun. So, Sonny, you shared some great, um, great advice, obviously great information about yourself. Three simple steps, as you say, to transform bland product features into irresistible pro- problem-solving benefits. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more? Yes. If you want the worksheet that you can do it yourself, you can just go to the URL ismymessageclear.com and you can download that worksheet. Or of course, you can always reach me on my main website, sunnynielsen.com. That is S-A-N-I-N-I-E-L-S-E-N.com. Well, Sunny, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to cut to a quick break and we'll be right back and get down to business. Thanks again. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I'm thrilled to be joined by Lindsay Rice, a journalist and photographer who has scooped and told so many of Chicago's most viral stories. 
in fact, the number of media outlets that uh, that uh, Lindsay's stories have been picked up by are far too numerous to list. I'm just basically going to say all of the above. Uh, Lindsay, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, Lindsay, I, I got to know you. Uh, when you were at uh, DNA Info, you were covering uh, many of these stories in a neighborhood that I care so, so much about in West Rogers Park. And uh, I know that was a while ago. But since then, you have uh, you have launched Pink House Media. And uh, Lindsay, I'd love to start with a bit about your background and uh, would love to then talk a little bit about some of the exciting things you're working on and hopefully uh, tell our listeners uh, why uh, why you are so good at what you do. Um, well, my background is really, it's always kind of been in writing. That's always really been my, my bread and butter and and my passion. And, um, so living in Chicago's far North side, when I had the opportunity to report with DNA info, um, I I definitely jumped at it. I, I love this area up here. I live in Edgewater myself. And so being able to, you know, write about all these stories was, was so amazing. And, um, during the course of that was, getting to know so many people in the neighborhood and, and getting to meet um, all the people who, who actually make the neighborhoods happen, the business owners and um, all these different stakeholders. So that was always so inspiring. Um, and then when DNA sadly closed, uh, we all had to kind of find new things to do. And I, for a very short period, started working with a small PR firm. And within just a few months of working with them, I thought, you know what? I think I can do this on my own, <laughs> which was very scary. But at the same time, you know, I was like, I'm going to be able to combine my reporting experience, uh, my skills, and the, the, some of the things that even fall outside of journalism and, and use some of my connections and kind of just try to put something all together. So that was how Pink House Media formed. Um, I basically do PR and content, social media as well as still some freelance reporting um, for Block Club, Chicago Sun Times, mm-hmm. and uh, other things like that. So uh, during the course of that, um, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. So it, it, it has, uh, just from watching uh, your, your work, and we'll talk about some of the examples, um, I've, I've been blown away. And what I've found unique about, the, uh, about your style is you are you have become an expert in finding and writing the stories that no one else covers. Um, so there's been many examples of that, and probably many of our listeners are very familiar with the uh, Br- Lindsay's breaking the story on Chicago's first cat cafe, uh, profiling incredible people like Holocaust survivor Ben, Benny the Barber, um, the tattoo mm-hmm. grandma, and helping new businesses sell out of everything on their very first day. Those are all examples of, of you identifying those stories. And now on the private side, um, through Pink House Media, uh, you're able to work with businesses and help them sort of, as we were just talking about with our earlier guest, uncover what makes their business unique. So, Lindsay, we could talk specific examples uh, if you can, but I'd love to just talk about sort of your your method to the madness, a, a small business that might be listening uh, tonight, what how, what is your process for sort of finding and helping them tell their story? Yeah, what, what I always found really interesting was, and, and this I found as a reporter, was you would talk to people, in, uh, you know, a business owner or, or somebody at an organization, and they would think, 
oh, what's so special about me? You know, I just do this. I'm not that interesting. And, and really, it was just people don't know how to talk about themselves. And you're so close to yourself that it's, it's hard to see the things sometimes that do make you unique or, or maybe you're only looking on the surface level of, oh, if I work in a logistics company, people don't find that, you know, that exciting or something. But maybe, you know, you go a little deeper than that and you start thinking, well, how did you form your business? What is your family's background? What are, you know, what are some of the unique things that make you you? And I really kind of help people pull those out and we do sort of an interview and then I'm able to kind of identify and, and pull out and highlight the really interesting things that I know as a reporter, what would make an interesting story. Sure. And um, I'm not an it, expert on, uh, yeah. on, on the digital side of things on search engine optimization, but from what I'm told, um, having fresh content is really not only a good thing to do, it's really essential in this day and age. So you help businesses really tell the story. I, I love the process of, of doing an interview with the owners of the company and turning uh, a boring business. I guess no business is really boring, but finding the less mm-hmm. exciting uh, profiles and turning it into something that, that people really want to hear all about. Uh, Lindsay, are there any specific clients that you have or are working with that you want to give a shout out to that, that just you've, you've been excited and blown away by their story? Oh, definitely. Uh, one of my favorite clients that I work with right now is LISC, a local initiative support corporation their Chicago chapter. They are just an amazing organization that provides uh, resources and expertise and funding to uh, dozens of local community organizations across the city, particularly on the south and west sides. And uh, being able to tell the stories of the small business entrepreneur in a, in a program that they're doing to bring you know, right revitalization to their neighborhood and, and get pressed for that and, and the shine a spotlight on that has been so exciting because the number of those stories out there are countless. So to be able to slowly pick them out and, um, you know, put them in the spotlight for a minute is, is so great. It sure is. And we've had uh, the LISC uh, team on this show many times talking about their incredible work and uh, it's fascinating. Uh, the stories that you have helped them uh, sort of uncover and through the interview process, been able to help them tell their story. Lindsay, I want to go a bit in a different direction. We'll come back to Pink House Media and, of course, make sure that our listeners know how they could contact you, whether they are a big business or even a small business, and they just want to learn more about that process. Lindsay, something that uh, is spoken about quite a bit these days, and I'm a part of some of those questions and part of some of those conversations, is the state of media, um, in specifically the state of media in Chicago. I know you've been with small media outlets. Where do you see the Chicago media scene over the coming years? I definitely see it um, continuing to grow, to evolve. Right now, I think is a very exciting time in Chicago media. Um, you have organizations like Block Club that are doing the hyper-local, trying to kind of pick up where DNA Info left off. You have things like City Bureau that are really not just reporting on interesting stories, but they're getting the community involved in the journalism process and teaching communities how to be more media literate and how to get involved um, in a a different level, which I think is so important. 
Um, and then you also, of course, have things like ProPublica, Illinois, which is mm-hmm. working with the Sun-Times and the Tribune and, and creating these amazing uh, big enterprise stories and, and really breaking into the things that affect people across the state um, in their daily lives. So I definitely see a lot of experimentation, a lot of excitement, and a lot of investment in Chicago media right now. So I think it's in a, a good place. Sure, and it sounds like um, from uh, the examples that you've highlighted, um, you're a big believer in how things are sort of spread out across some of the uh, the, the smaller entities uh, that obviously we we, we all know and see uh, the uh, Tribune, the Sun-Times, sort of downsizing in some ways, but you see growth in other areas, and that's pretty exciting, I agree. So, Lindsay, um, we've been talking with Lindsay Rice, the, uh, the a journalist, photographer, and now uh, a proud uh, owner of Pink House Media. Lindsay, you've spotlighted some of the examples. You talked about your process. Lots of good information for businesses, as we said, big and small. How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more? You can always go to uh, Pink House. Pinkhouse.media. We're also on, um, you know, Facebook, social media, Pinkhouse Media, or you can always uh, send me an email at info at Pinkhouse.media. Pinkhouse.media. Uh, by the way, is there any uh, meaning behind the name? The, it's inspired by the Edgewater Beach Apartments, which is my favorite building in Chicago. Um, <laughs> and so you had to throw that in there. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love it. And I, I know that you uh, you call Edgewater uh, home with your husband, Cat Pitbull. I believe your Pitbull's name is uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh, fantastic little family over there in Edgewater. And that is the inspiration behind the name Pink House Media. As always, Lindsay, you're always telling a story, which we love. Check out her website, pinkhouse.media. Uh, thanks, Lindsay, for joining us on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. And coming up on the program, we have more content, information. You won't want to miss a minute of it. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter. You can go on Facebook Live, streaming live. You can say hi. I'm waving right now. I'll be back in just a moment. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, Tandem HR. Dot com or give them a call, 630-928-0510. Lots of great information, including up-to-date information and advice regarding all the crazy regulations that are uh, that are uh, affecting your business. You don't want to be caught uh, blindsided, and you can talk to the experts at Tandem HR, once again, on their website, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. They are fantastic resources to all of our listeners. Be sure you tell them that you heard about uh, about them uh, from Get Down to Business. And I'm uh, getting a little nervous over here because I'm looking online and I was just browsing online, honestly, and, and I found a website and it says that there are only 234 days, uh, zero hours, 22 minutes and 35 seconds at the moment until tax season. So I know, scary. Thanks, George. So uh, it just coincidentally, I happen to have an accountant um, sitting here in studio with me who happens to be my father. I don't know how you ended up here or how you got into the studio, but I'm glad to have you because I am nervous. Yeah, I, I would be scared too. Uh, first of all, security just let me pass. I told them my name was Klein, so they let me in. I'm Apparently. amazed that they let you two didn't Kleins in the building at the same Klein time. You Klein you didn't want in there, but I got in and I'm here and we're going to make the most of it, right? Absolutely. So uh, I, all kidding aside, I'm joined by my father, by Moshe Klein, uh, the uh, the founder and head honcho of the affordable accounting firm of Moshe Klein Associates. 
And you split your time between Chicago and uh, and Arizona, where you have uh, offices. And so I guess that time, that clock that's on the website, which, of course, we'll send our listeners to, it uh, is that on Arizona time or Chicago time? That's Arizona time. So that means that people here in Chicago have two hours less than what it says on our website to get ready for filing their next tax return. On, on the positive side of things, we also have um, about uh, 50 degrees lower temperature. Just about. Do you know when I got off the plane, it was actually 58 degrees and I felt a chill go up my spine. Most people say it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's pleasant. I, I left and it was 105 and the sun had already set. That so. explains why you are the only person driving around with the heat on in your car. Absolutely explains it. Absolutely. Well, all kidding aside, we, have, um, we, do, we are already... Basically, in September, the end of this week, it will be uh, September 1, and uh, that means it is getting closer to tax season. What should our listeners be thinking about? Well, uh, September actually is the last month of Q3, and October 1st begins Q4, which means it's the final quarter of the year. If you're a small business owner, Shalom, you know better than anybody because you worked with the accounting firm for so many years that this is the time now that if you own a small business and you have not uh, spent as much time as you should or, or worked with your accountant closely enough to get your books and records together, now is really the time to do it for for so many different reasons. Absolutely. And uh, that is both on the personal and on the business side of things that people need to sort of get their house in order. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, depending on the type of business that people own and how it's uh, set up, uh, some uh, businesses have to file a separate tax return like a C-Corp. And if some people own an LLC, that rolls up onto the personal return. So yes, it's definitely time to start seriously thinking about your books and records, um, regardless of how you file those returns. Absolutely. So, uh, you are a good example of a uh, of a business owner that has uh, that has business operations in multiple states. Uh, I was thinking about this, knowing that you were coming uh, in studio. Uh, how does a business like yours? Uh, how do you plan where there are so many different? Uh, tax codes and so many different regulations? Well, it's definitely confusing, even to people who work within the tax industry. So you have to, first of all, work with uh, professionals who know what they're doing. When you have one entity in one state or multiple entities in, in many states like we do, you have to have forethought, you have to have professional guidance and advice, and you have to have a strategy because at the end of the day, all of those business entities are going to be responsible for reporting, uh, you know, the, 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 the revenue and, and the expenses, and it's all going to roll up onto some tax return. And it's important to know when you set up an entity that you're setting up the right entity, and it's important to know how that entity is doing so that you could make good decisions and hopefully pay the least amount of taxes that legally you're obligated to pay. That is the goal for sure. Um, and right now to sort of talk about some current events, um, before uh, President Trump went off to uh, to France for the G7, um, he talked, I think there were three different opinions that he had all within the same day about whether payroll taxes will be reduced or not, or at, at different levels, he seems to uh, be coming up with a different opinion depending on the hour of the day. How can businesses plan when things whether it's on the federal side or on the state side, things are 
still being figured out for next year. We're, as you said, we're getting close to tax season, but yet, you know, on the state of Illinois side, state of Arizona side, any state that any of our listeners might be doing business, things are still changing all the way up until probably a month or two into tax season. Well, it's definitely been very, um, it's been very fluid for the last couple of years. Uh, we know that the tax uh, changes uh, for 2017 were not decided upon and finalized by Congress until the very 11th hour. So I think the answer to the short answer to your question, question Shalom, is that you work with what you know today, but you expect that there probably will be more changes. So as a business owner, you, you forecast and you budget and you plan with what the law is today, but I I think my gut feeling is, and I don't have a crystal ball, that any changes that do come about are going to be to incentivize and stimulate consumer spending. So I would say that there's a good likelihood that we are going to see some type of a rate cut coming. And, And if I were a business owner, I'd be planning accordingly. But that's why you need to have a professional that you can work with that will keep tabs on things because as you and I have talked about many, many times, including on this show, you can't be an expert in everything. You you can run your business, and we've talked to so many experts on the show so far. They are experts in their line of work. You hire an attorney for your legal matters. You should probably hire an accountant for your financial and tax matters. I, I think you're so spot on, Shalom. One thing I'd like to add to what you said is that most people don't understand, but there are legal issues in play. When you own a business, the law requires you to keep accurate records. And I, I honestly don't know. I've been in the business for 37 years, and I don't know how somebody puts together 12 months of financial records, you know, on April 14th. And we've seen it so many times. So the law requires that you do it, and it makes good financial sense that you speak and work with an expert uh, to make sure that your records are up to date. Sure. And we're going to squeeze in a quick break, and we'll continue the conversation. Conversation with Moshe Klein of Moshe Klein and Associates. I am uh, certainly very curious about uh, about the benefit, not just the legal requirements to keep good financial records, but also the why it makes good business sense. So we'll talk more about that in just a quick minute. Got to squeeze in a quick break. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And my website, shalomkline.com. Follow me on Twitter at shalomkline. Uh, you can download podcasts, get a sneak peek of we'll be on the show in the future. Are right, you listening to Get Down to Business? We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. We have been chatting with Moshe Klein and Moshe Klein and Associates. We've been talking about the legal requirements uh, for businesses to keep tabs uh, and to report accurately on their financial well-being year after year. The government wants to know that information because they want to take a, a chunk of it. And uh, But there are also, you were just explaining before we cut to break, uh, the uh, there's business benefits to keeping uh, accurate financial records and knowing what services or products are doing well versus the products or services that maybe you should cut. So how, how does that work? And I mean, isn't it just once a year that you come to your accountant with a shoebox of information and that's what working with an accountant looks like? I know you well enough, so I know you're being facetious, but it is true. We really do still have, uh, in 2019, people coming in with shopping bags and shoeboxes. Thank God 
fewer and fewer every year, but it is still a, a reality. There's so many reasons, Shalom, um, logical, simple reasons to understand why you want to keep good records. First of all, when you have good, accurate records every month, uh, a profit and loss statement, a balance sheet, uh, accounts receivable, accounts payable, you know how your business is doing. Uh, at a very high level, you see how much money is coming in every month, um, and you see how much money is going out. When you... Um, uh, have a good accountant or a good accounting system, you can see year over year. Well, my March 2019, this is what I brought in and this is what I spent. How does that bump up and compare to March of the previous year and so on and so forth? So you see trending. If you see a trend way too high or way too low, too low it, it immediately causes questions to be asked, which can help you better manage your business. Um, another reason, Shalom, of course, is this, that if someone owns a business and they're having a very very profitable year. And it looks like they're going to report the highest profit that they've ever had since they started the business. You want to know that for two reasons. You want to feel good that whatever you're doing is is working, but you want to know because there are actually legal strategies that you can um, uh, uh, implement, you know, buy down things, pay out expenses before the end of the year, spend money now to reduce your tax liability. You were thinking of getting a new copy machine. You were going to do it next year. Maybe you should buy it this year. It's a legitimate business expense and it reduces the tax liability. Also, Shalom, it's so important to be in control of your finances. You want to go to your tax preparer knowing what you're giving your tax preparer. You don't want to find out a surprise when it's too late. You don't want to find out in March or April of 2020 that there was something in 2019 you could have done differently and saved you a lot of money. Absolutely. So, uh, one of the things that I know you are so passionate about is obviously businesses working with an accountant and uh, and helping to figure out not just for the financial reporting uh, that it's required by the government, but also in helping businesses, as we've been saying, uh, do better and, and be uh, better, uh, more profitable business owners, which is something that I know each and every one of our listeners cares deeply about. But you are a believer in the accountant being a partner with the business owner, but also other professionals being partners as well. And that's why you're passionate about networking. I know you're very committed to networking. In a moment when we share contact information, we'll share uh, some of the information about your networking activities as well. But what, in your opinion, are some of the other sort of must uh, be partnered with professionals that you think a business owner needs to be working with? Oh, that's an excellent question. It's something I talk about really every single day of the week with, with just dozens of people every week. You really have to, if, as a small business owner, you have to not only have a qualified accountant and a tax advisor, that's a basic for, for obvious reasons, but you also need a legal advisor as well. Every uh, small business owner should uh, have an association with an attorney. That doesn't mean you have to pay an attorney every month on retainer because most small businesses don't need legal advice and services uh, every month. But when something does come up, you want to be able to pick up the phone, speak to an attorney that's familiar with you and your business. And also insurance, Shalom. It's so very important if you're in business to not only be properly insured with the general liability or whatever insurance might be required um, 
um, uh, for for your business. But to get good insurance advice, think about how many landscapers are out there that are not insured. Would you want a plumber to come in and work on your toilet if he or she wasn't properly insured and bonded? So from a purely logical business perspective, having insurance as, 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 a, as a small business owner should help you attract more qualified clients. And, and, and just when something does go wrong, you, you're financially covered if those pipes do break or, or you're robbed or, or there's some hiccup that you weren't expecting. So good advice. Obviously, every business owner is looking for that, which explains why you are so passionate about networking. Um, we only have a minute remaining, but uh, I'm curious, uh, to learn more about uh, your networking activities and how you are helping connect business owners with the professionals that can provide the quality advice. Well, Shalom, we are we are on fire out in Arizona. I went out to Arizona to swim and walk the dog and to really, really take a big step toward retirement. But the Arizona market is just uh, the Arizona economy is hot right now, not only because of the temperatures, but because Arizona is a hub for business investment and for small businesses. There's just, you know, un- unlimited opportunities. So we basically came out there and saw the need and we took all the great things that you and I did over the years here in the Chicago area, Washington, Detroit, and so many other places. And I just basically said, hey, folks, here's some ideas to help stimulate business activity. And it and it took hold. So now there goes my retirement. I'm, spend, mm-hmm. I'm spending all my days enjoying every one of those days, but helping small business Excellent. owners, sharing what I've learned over the years. So I want to make sure that our listeners know where they can uh, get a hold of you, uh, both for accounting as well as for networking. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us how people can reach you. Absolutely. Well, the best way to reach me to talk about absolutely anything they want to talk about is at Moshe, Moshe, M-O-S-H-E at mkabusiness.com for any kind of information, pricing services, our website, www.mkabusiness.com. And to learn more about Power Networking Group, it's www.powernetworkinggroup.org. All right. Thank you so much. Well, welcome back. We have had a fantastic lineup of small business owners, small business consultants, experts on all things relating to your business. We just uh, concluded our conversation with Moshe Klein um, from the affordable accounting firm of Moshe Klein Associates. We talked all about accounting and the professionals that your business needs to work with. We talked about media uh, and how to tell your story. Uh, And we talked uh, a little bit about how to also differentiate yourself um, from your competition and tell you, tell the world your unique value proposition. Lots of uh, important uh, aspects of your business that you need to learn more about. That's what this show is all about. So get on my website, shalomkline.com and share uh, the podcast from one of the five years of shows uh, with your friends, colleagues, and fellow business owners. You won't regret it. They won't regret it. And you could even get a sneak peek of who will be on next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Um, that website is shalomkline.com, and you can follow me on Twitter. I uh, tweet all sorts of random things over there, some of which is helpful to your business, some of which probably is not, and that's okay too. Um, and uh, and be sure while you're online to check out our amazing sponsors, tandemhr.com. You can give them a call, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. And they have a fantastic blog with lots of great information. Check that out online, tandemhr.com. Lots of great advice information. And uh, I've spent a lot of time this weekend um, going back and forth uh, pretty much since 
Friday. I've been uh, at the Skokie's Backlot Bash uh, several times uh, throughout the weekend in Skokie. All of our listeners know I'm very passionate about Skokie. I serve as the chair of the Economic Development Commission, and uh, I am very uh, passionate about the small businesses uh, in Skokie. One thing that uh, I am very passionate about is making it easier for small businesses to uh, to grow, to market themselves, and the sign code. Um, I worked on the sign code in Skokie, and we, uh, because Skokie is uh, prides itself on being the world's largest village, um, I find it easier to get things done, um, to make changes that are necessary for the business community. Uh, one area that uh, perhaps it's a drop more challenging is the city of Chicago. And right now, the city of Chicago is in the process of uh, revamping their sign code. Uh, hopefully, they're going to make it easier. Uh, and I would just encourage everybody to uh, Google the issue. Google the Chicago sign code. There are many articles that are out there. You can learn more about the topic. And hopefully, you can become an advocate for uh, deregulating that process. Uh, you can get on my website, shalomkline.com. I'll post more information there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on the air next Sunday, 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Uh, to success, let's get down to business.